Hey, it's Luke here. I just want to tell you about a new podcast I'm involved in, which is called The C Word. Six weeks ago, my eldest brother Lee was diagnosed with stage 4 brain cancer. It is the type of news that stops you and your family in your tracks and offers a fairly sobering reminder of what this life is about. Over those six weeks, we've had many a conversations trying to understand this new health challenge and the road ahead. And as easy as it would be to fall into a heap and give in early with such difficult news, I asked my brother what he needed from me most. Outside of the obvious and much needed support for him and his family, he said, most importantly, I just need to focus on beating this with optimism. So with a desire to support in a way that benefits him, educates us, and hopefully informs those we don't know, we decided to create this podcast that could tell that story as it unfolds, capturing the highs, the lows, the unknowns, and hopefully plenty of optimism along the way. To come on the journey, search The C Word on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts free. Welcome to Itch. My name's Luke. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Australia. I've spent my life with an insatiable curiosity, an itch, if you will, and a need to understand more. There is a clear desire for so many of us, irrelevant of background, ethnicity, or sexuality, to live more authentically and to seek out an alternative narrative to that which currently exists. I use my stories to take you on a journey where I've challenged my own truths through the ability to ask more questions than I have answers maintaining a great sense of humor, always viewing the world through a lens of empathy, but most importantly, to live in the gray. These attributes have assisted me to seek out different perspectives and to create a life that is more flourishing and progressive for me and, well, hopefully for those around me. So if you're interested to know more, welcome to Itch. Lesson number nine, be of service in all that you do. One thing that has been one of my greatest uh, dilemmas in life and a thing I guess you could call, you know, one of my biggest itches um, has been this concept of how do I want to show up to the world? What am I here to do? What is my own purpose? You know, what, what do I, how do I give back or how do I contribute is probably a better way of saying it. How do I contribute to the world around me? And this idea and this, this, this dilemma has been something that stuck with me ever since I was in high school. And I was thinking about it recently. And I was thinking about where did this begin? Where did this idea come from? And I know when I was younger, I would, like many of us, you would kind of dream of what your future might look like. And this idea was built on, you know, a range of different things. And it's obviously very relevant to the type of upbringing you've had and the, the parents you had and the environment you grew up in, the opportunities you have access to. But I believe that we all, we're all born dreamers, right? And we all kind of dream of what we might be able to do in the future, what our future looks like. But the part where I think the dilemma began, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose this to, uh, to you today, and I, I, I want to kind of talk through where I felt this dilemma began and where I ended up with this particular lesson. And for me, the dilemma began in high school. So in high school, as we all know, you kind of get to a, um, get to a particular year, so normally around grade nine, grade 10, depending on what it is. I don't know if it's earlier these days. And by around grade 10, you're, you know, you've got this key burning question and it's it's helping to kind of dictate what your last couple of years of, of, of study looks like. And then also whether or not you're going to continue studying kind of beyond that. And that question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
You know, what do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What are you trying to aim for? And I've always found it a really big dilemma because at the age of 15, who knows? Like, I know some people were kind of like, oh, I know what I want to do. But I think for the most part, at least within my um, within my group of friends, and, 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 and I guess, you know, you're fairly well aware of people around you. We all kind of didn't know, but we're kind of making it up, right? And then you have the pressure of your, your family on top of that who might be kind of looking to you to say, hey, you know, what does your future look like? And then you have the dilemma of, of your uh, your peers and, and your school and everyone's kind of putting this weight on your shoulders all of a sudden. And I remember really being challenged with it because I thought, hang on a second, I'm nearly done with this institution as if I'm going to go to another one, especially when in my heart, I could never really figure out, well, like, what is like, what does that even mean? Like, what what do I want to be? Um, and then funnily enough, as I look at it now, and I, I speak to a number of different people who are much older than me as well, who all kind of laugh and go, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I meant to be either. And it's a really interesting dilemma because it keeps, it's this one question that kind of pushes us through life and it's and, and we're constantly seeking it and then you find that as we get older and once we've left school whether we went to university or we didn't go to university people are then seeking this through their work and so they start working somewhere and it might be good it might be terrible and they look for their next opportunity but you kind of continue on and you see kind of once you get into your 30s a lot of people are you know they're, they're kind of chasing this career this idea that they have in their head but the interesting part is as I look around there's very few people who are chasing their to-be state and are actually happy in that process. You know, like really think about it. And maybe you could, you could put it for yourself or for those around you, but how many people do you really see that are, are truly joyful as they seek out this to-be state? And this has always been my dilemma. So I fast forward now to where I am and I look back over my life and I kind of think, how did I get to where I am today? Do I feel like I'm in that supposed to be state and I guess this also ties into other conversations we've had around what your measures of success look like this idea that we're seeking this end goal and for me I've never kind of been one to want to seek an end goal because I don't feel that there necessarily ever is an end goal per se I think this sense of finality is is ever moving ever changing and and the chase for finality is 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 just as silly as chasing this to be state but it doesn't mean we can't have aspirations and it doesn't mean we can't have dreams but I look back over my life and I try and think, what has been the most consistent thing that, that I've done in my career um, that would allow me to imagine or to go back to the Luke at that age and say, hey, tell yourself you want to do this and, and, and that's where you'll kind of end up. Or at least the path will seem a little easier. And funnily enough, the only thing that I could find is nothing to do with an end state, nothing to do with a particular goal, nothing to, you know, I didn't want to be a doctor and a lawyer and, and those kind of those roles in society that are so desperately needed, but have a very prescribed way of going about it. Um, I didn't want to be that. So therefore, I fell into this other group of people that we kind of just do things that we think we'd like to do, or maybe we're expected to do. And we kind of do these jobs and then eventually get to a point, you kind of go, what am I doing? Um but if I was to truly analyze it and look back over the experiences, the one thing that has been consistent, the one thing that has brought me the most joy has just been service. And when I say service, I mean offering myself to assist another, 
Now, whether that was done through customer service, whether that was done through leading a team, whether that was done through running my own business, whether it was done through different types of community activities or development programs overseas or locally or whatever it might be, there's a the consistent message from me throughout all of these have been service. And for me, service is, it's an act, right? It's a verb. It's something we're doing and it's something we're constantly doing. And so... When I look back at that and I think of, you know, Luke back when he was 15, refusing to try and think of whatever he wanted to be because he couldn't figure that out. And I, and I look forward over the years and, and kind of see all the different things that I've done and the dilemmas. Like there's been so many times where, you know, if I take this job, maybe it will make me this person and I can be that. And if I take that job, then I can be this person, you know, or I'd leave a job and I'd go do my volunteer stuff because I thought, oh, I don't, you know, I'm going to reject all that corporate rubbish and I just want to help the world but but chasing this to be state was too rigid it didn't allow for fluidity in life it didn't allow for you to float easily from one place to another and it's not to say that you 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 know through service or focusing on service I'm suddenly thinking you know that you become aimless it's it's that it just shifts from me from being in a state of searching my to be and rather chasing a state of being. So I invite you to have a think about this. And I also want to have a think about what could change. So with this in mind, this idea of we're chasing a state of to be and the biggest dilemmas occur. And what I've learned is in that process, service has been the most consistent thing. So for me, instead of chasing a to be, I chase a state of being. What question could we have asked 15-year-old Luke and all other people of that age who are, you know, who are coming into the world and, and are ready to kind of see how they can contribute to society. Because I truly believe we need to have that. It's a great, there's action to it. There's purpose to it. But rather imagine a world where instead of asking, what do you want to be when you get older? We instead ask the question, how do you want to be of service? And all of a sudden it throws the question on its head and it opens up this, this, new, this new perspective to life. Would 15-year-old Luke have felt as much dilemma being asked, how do you want to be of service as opposed to what do you want to be? If in the act of asking, how do you want to be of service, you were also then working through, well, what are the attributes that you can serve in? What are the natural attributes of self that you could serve the community around you? And in that time, instead of thinking to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite creative, so therefore I should to be an actor. What if instead it was being of service through creativity? And then all of a sudden the world opens up a little easier. Now I could follow a prescribed path or I could simply move around from jobs and industries, whatever, wherever kind of my heart takes me and, 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 and seems right and the opportunities are available, but always seek out, even in the role, how am I being of service through my creativity? And I even think about when I was in specific roles and again, chasing the 2B state. I remember, you know, early when I first started, you know, stepping out, I come back from, from London. I just came back to Australia. And I was doing my job and I was, I was private banking. I was a private banker, right? Like I was 21 and doing private banking. What the hell? And, uh, and I was so like, I intellectually, I enjoyed it. This customer service of it, I really enjoyed, but so many aspects other than that, I didn't enjoy, but we've got this mentality to be like, Oh, if that's what you want to be, you've just got to suck it up. But actually if I'm seeking 
to be of service through creativity, would I have even chosen that job? Or if I'm in that job and I'm working through what my development process is, would I have looked at the role differently? Could I have looked at another way to serve within that, within that organization or within that team? And so I invite you all to have just a think about this for yourself. And so the lesson from me that I've taken from this is in life, be of service in all that you do. And with that, it's about finding your state of being and finding a state of being through service, through providing your support and assistance to others, to organizations, to community, to family, to friends, but always with this sense of service at the heart of it. And if you were to think about it for yourself and you were to go back to your own 15-year-old self who was trying to figure out what their world would look like, and if you asked them, how would you like to be of service to the world? What would they have responded with? And now looking at whatever age you might be and looking back over your life, if you don't know what the answer would have been then, looking at your life now, what has been the most consistent way that you've served the world around you? What are those unique attributes that are so you that if you were to just refine them and offer that of service in everything that you did, transforming this concept of chasing specific career, chasing specific to be um, state, and rather lived in a state of being through service, what would that look like? And if today you could make a change and taking this concept, you could turn around to your future self and say, I'm gonna operate in this, in this particular way, what would that look like? I think there's a really unique opportunity here where we can rethink the, the structures and systems that we sit in and, and really think about whether these serve us or whether they're serving an old way of thinking. And actually, instead of constantly feeling a sense of hopelessness or the dilemma of, you know, constantly chasing this 2B state, could we in fact be changing the lens, changing the perspective, changing the way we see it and finding comfort and happiness and joy, ultimately joy, in living instead in a state of being through service. I'm Luke Evans. Thanks for listening to Itch.